Welcome to Inspirations Beyond Disability, the show where four disabled individuals talk about the topics that impact our world. Joining us today is me, your host, Jay, also known as the Baritone Blurt. Alongside me is Dave, also known as the host of the Snack Network. Tell you, Dave. Dave, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm I'm, I'm actually doing pretty... I'm I, I, drinking a, a zero sugar Mountain Dew Baja Blast, and it's absolutely disgusting, and I didn't make a video about it, and so that's a shame. That's a real shame. I mean, you can still drink like the middle of it and still be like, hey, look, this is what I've tasted. This is nasty. You can actually make that into a TikTok. Stefan Dustin does it all the time. The the uh, the Snack Network is prided on authenticity, and I do not fake reactions ever. <laughs> Solid. I, I, I swear, I will never do it. You may see people on the Snack Network doing it, and then they get angry messages from me. <laughs> 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 also joining us on the podcast today is New York's blindest blind in New York himself. Ezra, how are you? I'm all right. I was doing a little bit better, you know, a couple of days ago, but, you know. Solid. Solid. And rounding off the group, the charismatic baby sister of this group from uh, from Kentucky and not Tennessee, as I always swear. <laughs> it's Kaya's fly herself. Kai, how are you? I am struggling like a motherfucker. Thank you for asking. Who is on your mask? Who is no one? What? No one's on my I thought, mask. I thought something. Wait. No, let me lean in real quick. Are we doing all masks today? What's up? Uh, I can, I you know what? Yes. Hell yes. Oh my god, that's so funny. We got a social distance, everybody. I'll join. Make sure, I'll, I'll join make sure we're right six now. feet let's, apart. Let's just you know. Let's can be, I just say? Let's be proper. For those who don't know, the reason I'm wearing a mask is because right before the stream, my lips started bleeding, so I didn't want to be disgusting. If you put on a mask. <laughs> I will fucking cry because that's just the cutest thing. This moment of solidarity where we all just got masks for Kai. I think this is a beautiful moment. No, <laughs> I mean, it's not like green corn. This is an actual moment. Yeah, that shit tastes like ass. <laughs> Our first t-shirt. Why does this green corn taste like ass? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ezra. Oh, I like that mask. <laughs> I'm afraid to know what's on it. <laughs> oh, it, it just says uh, it's black and green, and it says Brooklyn. We go hard. Mm. Never, <laughs> never. Uh, <laughs> so many places you could take that, but uh, I mean, I, okay. Now I'm taking it off. Just for no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Jay Z line, and you had to ruin it. You had to ruin it. Hey, you know what? It's not as bad as Man Corner. All right, Man Corner was the <laughs> shit. Leave the Man Corner alone. Okay? I will never. It's not quite a man cave. It is not. I do not have the space for a man cave, but I have a man corner, and it works. <laughs> it works just fine. I bet it do. Okay, I have. I have a question, Jay. Hmm. That's not what I meant. I I know we're since we're on the topic of of. of bashing places and 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 statements did you manage to see my tiktok about um there was this guy from don't Delaware talk about County. your keychain Ezric. don't talk about your keychain you need to no, get rid shut of up <laughs> leave my dead ass keychain alone okay fucking dead ass keychain i forgot about it's that a new, it's oh a new God. york thing though i oh, understand I that. nonetheless i saw this thing that was like this guy from Delaware County talking about that when you, when they walk out the Wawa, they use trash can lids as tables. Who does that in Delaware <laughs> County? Because in Philly, we don't use no trash can lid as no t like if you can't afford a table, 
and you've got to use a trash can lid, you probably shouldn't be running a walk. No, really? no, this is what they said. This is what they said that when you walk out of Wawa and you know you're just in a rush, you know, you sit, you know, you, you plop your stuff down on top of a trash can lid, snack on from there, and then go on your merry way. Like, no, 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 no. I, I, no, I, I saw that. No. I was like, well, Wait, what, were, what, were the, what were the COVID numbers in that area? <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, listen, wrecked. You got me wanting to just leave this mask on from now on. No, 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 I don't know who. That 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 is that person. That is that that is. They don't speak. Like there are certain videos you see from your area that you have to like stitch and go. This person does not represent where I'm from. What we do because we don't eat off no trash can lids in Philadelphia. That's that's some alley cat stuff right there. Mm-mm. 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 Now Mm-mm. now we do have some barbecue places. Famous Dave does this where you get the buffet for two, and they'll give you like a big trash can lid full of food, but it's a clean trash can lid and it's part of it's part of the joke like you know yeah it's a tray shaped like a trash can lid is uh, it yeah yeah that's yeah. exactly it it's a tray yeah. it's not it's a tray not I mean, an actual dedicated trash can trash lid. can lid for a real trash, can. trash underneath oh bro that 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 like irked my soul when i saw that i was like i have to do something and i did something with it and i was like the entire pan- the entire pandemic that we have lived through in the last year and a half, almost two years now at this point, um, mm-hmm. like has set my perspective really weird on like what's sanitary and what's not. Like, uh, normally, if I was walking down the street and I needed to sit my drink down on like a trash can lid, like mm-hmm. for a moment, like I wouldn't have thought about it. You know, it's been like set it down, do whatever, you know, fix whatever. Pick it back up and drink out of it. No big deal. Not thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Now I do shit like that. And I'm like, what have I done? I just set that down on a thing that I can never touch. And then I'll be like, well, just throw it away. And that's how I'm like, I don't know. You know what's funny? <laughs> I, I, I'm like on the subway now, like in the past, you don't really think about like what, what you do. Now I'm like, I don't want to touch this. I don't want to touch that. Oh, that fell oh, on the I, floor. I'm not, I'm not touching that ever again. Yeah, yeah, no, it fell on the bus floor. Like it's it's gone. It's it it's gone. Well. It's it's done. It's over. It's really, the second it touches the septic seat, I'm done with it. It is it's it's a distant memory. I, oh my god! Places. Speaking of, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go, go ahead. ahead. I was just gonna say, speaking of septa, so I had my wallet stolen the other day, Ooh. and they they took the fifty two dollars that I had in cash, and they took my Metro card. Wow, big right? money. Big money, fifty-two bucks more than I got. Yeah, no, big money. Um, and then they managed to drop off the wallet at the um, at the hospital clinic that I go to. Like, I guess they found mm, one of my like clinic cards in there, and they dropped off the wallet there. But they managed to leave a septa key inside the wallet, as 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 well as a few of my other IDs. But they took my Metro card. And the fifty-two dollars? Did they actually mm-hmm. either? Yeah, first off, that is that is some uh, that is some some uh, weird levels of uh, of uh, humanitarianism. Like that's the cost of them returning your your wallet to yeah, you. Exactly, is, is, uh, is the money that was in, in your it. metro card. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen unfortunately, unfor- I've seen that. I don't carry I don't carry cash for that reason because I've lost a wallet with cash in it. Mm-hmm. And never gotten it back. Um, 
and getting getting the entire contents of your wallet is a lot harder than just the cash that's in it. To be honest, yeah. you're yeah. lucky to have gotten it back um, at all. But I never I never keep more than fifty bucks in my wallet ever at any time because sure, cash is valuable. It's useful, like in an emergency, in a pinch. It's always good. Mm-hmm. Cash always works. Um, but I found that it's more likely that I lose my wallet and I lose the cash than I ever need that cash <laughs> for an emergency. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. That's the transition I've made in my life is to not carry anything valuable in my wallet. For me, it's like I don't carry cash, period, mainly because when you try to go into a store, like I've had this incident happen to me before where I, I know I've handed someone like a $20 bill when I'm trying to make a payment for something and they'd be like, oh, no, you, you've only handed me a 10. And they're like, no, I've handed you a 20. And they're like, no, you only handed me a 10. And like, you can't really see to like contradict them, but they'll, they'll still insist because they're trying to get over on you anyway. From now on, that's why that, I only use like a debit card or, or a credit card. Cause no, I, you know what, you know what I do at, at those moments? That's when I go, all right, hold on. Hand me that back real quick. Let me see that real quick. Yeah. Take, take you know, take that money back, pull yeah. out my phone, Colossing AI, put it on speaker so that they can hear it. Mm-hmm. Be like, how much you said this was? A 10 or a 20? Mm-hmm. When it reached, you know, the amount that, you know, I said it was, I'm sorry. Thank you. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. But they also could just hand you back a 10. I'm not yeah, trying to, I'm not trying, to, I'm not trying to no, give anybody right advantages. You know what? You're right. Take, you're right, take you're advantage right, of right. us, but they, they, it's can't. the truth. Yeah. And, and, like I find, I find paying at payment terminal, terminal, turn, terminals, terminals. Thank you. Uh, quite difficult in general. I find it incredibly frustrating, especially when they want to ask you a stupid fucking question on the pin pad, okay. and they're like, "Do you want to donate to charity? Here's some really shady charity, and we're gonna take your money and make it look like it's coming from this company that's not you, and you get to donate nothing to a charity you care about." Yeah. Um, but that's a whole nother complaint but that question comes up and then you can't do anything and it's like do you want to use debit or credit and sometimes the buttons are different colors so you have to read the tiny little text it's a pain in the ass um and i think i replied to this actually as a tiktok conversation at one point but i have completely transitioned to using apple pay in my wall and my and my watch uh-huh. because if i can tap my watch on it i know it i get a notification later of how much it was And I didn't have to interact with that machine very much at all. And most of the time when you wave your arm over it and you don't put it in the right place, because I do that all the time too, they'll be like, oh, it's right over here. Yeah. The over there thing is a, is a pain in the butt, but the, the insistence, once you tell somebody you can't see that something's over there is, is what makes it worse. But I didn't know everybody like I, my brain, when it comes to like Apple pay, Google pay, all those kind of things, my brain is still stuck in like 2013, 14, like when a lot of these things were still in their infancy. My and they, weren't, and they weren't very good. They weren't very good and they weren't accepted everywhere. Right. So like in my brain, I'm always going, I don't know if that thing is even accepted here. And I don't want to like be the, it be the day where I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to forget my wallet at home. And then like go to a store with a bunch of stuff and then try to pay for it. And they're like, where's, I'm sorry, sir. We don't accept that. And then all of a sudden you're like, SOL. Uh, um. I that's always, me right now. That's why I always have my wallet. <laughs> but I but I, I try to not ever have to need to pull it out. Yeah. Same. And that's why I use Amazon. 
This <laughs> never mind. Okay. No, no, we too. don't support Amazon. We don't support we do. CEO entrepreneur born in nineteen sixty four. No, no, no. I don't know, bro. Not like, that, no, like I'm not. I'm not gonna pretend like I don't buy shit on Amazon because that's that's a lie. But like, I'm not actively about to be like, this is brought to you in part by Whole Foods. Like, no way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I forgot he owned Whole Foods too. I completely. Uh, <laughs> All of it. He owns everything. Yo, him and Elon Musk can can go somewhere. And a giant penis. I'm still mad that they screwed me with Dogecoin. Dogecoin. Dogecoin? I got screwed with Doge. Yes, I got screwed with Dogecoin. <laughs> what is Dogecoin? It's shit. That's <laughs> we, what it is. We don't have time to explain okay. cryptocurrency on Inspiration right. really Beyond Disabilities, really a show okay. all about those of us and individuals with disabilities. I'm Dave Moore. Wait, is it not called Inspiration <laughs> Beyond Cryptocurrency? No. I'm in the wrong <laughs> class. Let me get the floor. <laughs> <sighs> Man. Kyle, okay. you mentioned uh, the other day that you wanted to uh, talk about some like culture and and how with like growing up, I guess uh, our experiences is growing up in different households with like disabilities. Yeah. So basically, you- I will try to keep this short winded, but we got a whole hour. Kai, go go for it. <laughs> yeah, <let's> talk <laughs> for the entire hour, and you guys are just gonna sit here and fucking listen. Okay, <sighs> right, let's go. <laughs> So, it came to me in a dream the other night. That sounds like a lie, but it's true. But basically, it was, I was thinking about how we all come from different, you know, backgrounds and whatnot, and how I personally grew up in a mixed family, so my parents kind of handled my situation differently, and I had to kind of navigate somewhere in the middle and try to figure my shit out. Um... And, you know, I mentioned that when I talk about culture, it's not just like race or whatever. It's also, you know, are you northern or southern? Are you eastern or western? Are you black or white or Latino? Are you fucking old fashioned, conservative, liberal? Like, what was your family like? How did they handle your disability? My glasses are fogging up. I hate my life. Um, But yeah, I just, you know, because we're a very diverse cast and I think that's really rad. And I just wanted to get to know fucking glasses. Okay. I, I felt that. I felt I mean, the just glasses. T- t- I take, felt the glasses. Take them off. They just don't take- help us anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the when sad you're right, you're reality right. in that is, oh my god, my my hurt. um, the reality my, hurt. My glasses that are probably a decade old actually broke this week. Um, and I don't have any any uh vision insurance of any kind. So uh, you know, too bad. I guess uh, too bad. Like fun. I'm like, like I, I, it's a bummer. I've been wearing them to protect my eyes. I've kind of mentioned that on the show, I think. Um, yeah. And I, the, the little tiny itty bitty screw that you need a special fancy screwdriver to pop the lenses back in, and the the frame, the whole thing came apart. And I'm like, well, I mean, these held up for quite a long time, but uh, I don't have the uh, coverage to go buy new glasses. So, yes. Sorry, man. <laughs> I can, you know, I I, I got to find some like designer. Some designer like fake glasses that are like, cause I, cause I'm wearing them to protect my eyes. I don't need the prescription. It doesn't help me. Uh, so Walmart, it, yeah, Walmart. Uh, somebody, somebody, send me some cool fake glasses. Like I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you, Kai, or like Shy, one of you two, Brittany, maybe. Like, hook me up. What, what would look cool? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about what looks cool. 
first of all, if we can just get that out of the way right now. I mean, we saw you in a Powerpuff Girls jacket this morning, Hell so yeah. that's... <laughs> Hell yeah. I trust your all your fashion decisions. Buttercup is my girl. Forward. Hell yeah, see? That's what's up. We need a fashionista over here. I we better not say that. Brittany's gonna kick my ass. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my ass. Kai, you were talking about your... Uh, your Culture. Upbringing. Yeah. You were... <laughs> So, okay, so my mother is biracial, um, and my, my stepfather at the time was a white guy, so she was very much, you know, I don't know how to really describe it, she was very much pick yourself up, dust yourself off, you don't get to pity yourself, which is great to an extent, until I couldn't even, like, be sad about the fact that I'm 16 and won't ever be able to drive like all my friends, like, I feel like I deserved that moment to kind of frown. And she wouldn't let me frown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my stepfather, he didn't really like me very much. So he didn't really. But whenever he would talk about me, he would be very like, oh, she's she's disabled. My daughter, she's uh, she does. You know, he just very pitiful. And my mm-hmm. mom was where she, she'll be all right. Don't coddle her, you know, which I I do appreciate. And I think a lot of that might have to do with the fact that not only was I disabled, I was brown and I was a woman. I'm not trying to get all like identity politics or whatever but you know it it does matter and so i think that because i already had certain disadvantages growing up in a predominantly white school i didn't i wasn't trying to be like soup i don't know how to explain it it's hard they handled it differently and so i just wanted to know how you guys families handled your shit does that make sense yeah totally like my family um I say it all kind of changed in different stages of my life. Like when I first, when I was younger, it was kind of like, oh man, like he's got this, this sucks. And like in, in, in black families, I know, um, especially with like older folks, so like grandparents and great grandparents, you're not really, you don't really have a condition. You just, you know, like I was joking with Jason, like every time uh, before the show, like every time in a black family you're sick, they just tell you to drink some Sprite and lay down. Yeah. And like, that's usually like the cure all for everything. That's not so, the like, cure all for everything. It, it really isn't. It really isn't. <laughs> like, no, you forgot the robot. I had tried thing. that with the flu and I'm telling you all of that two liter of Sprite came up. Uh, uh, <laughs> I use, I, we used Gatorade in my household. Yep. That's why you changes. <laughs> Jason said in Greek families, they use Windex. So I'm just like, all right. So everybody has like a little something that they use. But like in, in older, like older black families, like it's not that you like whatever doctors say, like the oldest person in your family, like supersedes the opinion of the doctor. So it's just like, if the doctor's like, yeah, uh, he, he can't see that. The oldest person in the family be like, no, 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 no. He just needs to put on like my pair of glasses and like my pair of glasses will be like what fixes everything. So it's just like you get that for a little bit. And then as I got older, um, being black man kind of superseded condition where like everyone's like, we won't we don't really want to empathize with what you're going through. We don't really want to talk about um, how this is impacting you kind of suck it the hell up and, and move mm-hmm. on. Um, but it's like. You know, you have to just deal with it. You can't, you can't, um, you can't feel bad. You you shouldn't expect anybody else to feel bad for you. This is your life. Just deal with it. And that's just kind of like my upbringing with it. Like there's a lot of just suck it up and deal with it because you already have it hard as is. This just means you have it harder and just deal with it. Yep. Uh Uh-huh. 
but yeah, there's, there's a lot of like, just kind of deal with it in, in, in black culture. And I think that, I think Ezra, you may, cause you may relate a bit. Cause I think black and, and Hispanic culture are kind of similar in that sense where it's just yeah. like, damn, erase me. Okay. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> Cut. I'm still trying to, you said you are, I think you said you have, you're multiracial, right? Yeah. I don't, I never know which which ones no that's okay i'm just giving you a hard time yeah no well i mentioned black and white more because i wasn't actually raised by anyone who was hispanic so i don't know fuck all about hispanic culture but i just make jokes to fuck with you sorry Uh, ah so ezrick you were saying that yours is yours is similar yeah I, i wouldn't lie like in the beginning um when i was younger like my grandmother would in fact uh i don't want to say coddle me but like something to that extent but then as I got older, everybody's like, well, you got to do what you got to do. So get fucking to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Like where there's, a, you know, where there's a will, there's a way, you know, you're going to find it. Yeah. You know, you may be blind, but you can find your way. <laughs> I, I think there's a transition point in where, like, my family growing up treated my disability more severely the younger I was and the the constant battle of proving I could do things on my own is what had to happen to prove that I could do those things on my own because without just doing them myself, they were things that to my mother seemed maybe unattainable. Like, Mm. and I, I, I don't mean this to be anything against my mom. My dad probably just was like, he can do anything he wants to do. And I think that's because... I am my dad. <laughs> like mm. I have 100% turned into my dad. Um, and I think, and I always go back to the ski club example, which was, you know, I went and I just, I'm going to join ski club because the disabilities teacher who teaches the English disabilities class is in charge of it. I'm going like, I'm going to do it. She thinks I can do it. I'm going to do it. And my mom was like, you cannot do it. You're going to get hurt. It's not safe. It's not something you should do. And I had to fight for like two years to get get allowed to go. And then I went and did it. And I I was, you know, top of the class basically because I had an independent and private teacher. Because I could do it. And I knew I could do what I could do. Um, you can do it. But even <laughs> I used to say that but, all the time. But even like like moving moving <laughs> out and and getting an apartment and getting a job and all those things were just things I had to do that that as a kid maybe just seemed like they will just get by and we'll figure it out as we go. And so do, do you feel like your family was more like supportive throughout uh, your journey or do you feel like they were kind of like overprotective? I think they were trying to be overprotective for years. And then I think as I became an adult and they realized that I had to function on my own is there might've been a point where I said, mom, you can't do this forever. Yeah. Like you're not like, no, you know, I hate saying it, but like, you're not going to be here forever. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I have to be able to do everything on my own. And I think I probably said that at some point. And I think that was the point where they're like, okay, good luck. So I, I, I get that because I know from when I was younger, like my mom was protective like that before, like my teenage years. Like I remember I wanted to play football so bad because I've always been like football size. Like if you if you see me in person, like 
yeah, this dude, this dude's fat enough to be like somebody's lineman or something. But like my mom was just terrified to let me do anything. All right. And so so we got to go. We got to go shoot guns, drive go karts and then play blind football. Got it. Yeah. But listen, listen, if we can get 22 people who are interested in playing blind football, I am down. That is going to be the funniest looking game ever. But absolutely, I am down. <laughs> All we got to do is change the rules a bit and we'll play with a beeper ball instead. Uh, like we can just, you know. We had to change the rules of like how the ball hits the ground. Like, ground. No, I'm worried about the ball hitting somebody in the face. I, I mean, Just we all get we've all gotten hit in the face with a ball. Come on, like every kind of ball ever. Really? Uh, <laughs> every time. <laughs> yes, every single kind, guys. Well, every single kind of, all right. of sports ball. Uh, <laughs> hey, anything's a sports ball if you try. <laughs> all right. Um. But the point, like, I. There was a constant battle of that is is that safe for you to do mm. growing up and I don't I don't know what made that change and maybe it's just me deciding that it changed right I like me go ahead I, th I think when it comes to like making those changes it has to be you to make those changes because if you leave it in the hands especially of someone who's like protecting in that way like of course they have the best intentions right they always have the best intentions but like sometimes those good intentions can be the very thing that cripples your life as an adult yeah because i i probably could have made the decision to stay home and just i don't know let people continue to take care of me i guess i probably could have made that decision yeah and they always did and they always did a great job of taking care of me but i I don't know. I, I think there's this, and this is maybe just applying to all kids and stuff is like, you got to go out and make mistakes. You got to screw up. Like, I don't know. And I've made my own share of horrible, horrible decisions and mistakes that are not just related to my disability and not right. Yeah, yeah. definitely. You know, you know, this transitions to a, a lovely point that I, um, <clears throat> I think is a problem in any disabled community. And okay, I'm I'm sorry, Kai. I love the solidarity, but I cannot do this any longer. Fair. Just, no, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. He thinks masks I, are I, evil. Um, yeah, right. Fancy mask or much? No, they're, no, they're just uncomfortable and they're unnecessary. <laughs> for for a Zoom call, yes, they are unnecessary. That's, no, that's the point I'm trying to make. Nope. In this you instant, said they were unnecessary. it's unnecessary. <laughs> oh my God, Kai, stop! Put him on that. Okay. The more you know. So the point that I was um, trying to make is. You, I'm not sure if, you know, I know as far as us here, we didn't get this far into this, you know, point, but those parents that um, shelter their children because of their disabilities, these, these children that don't even get to like go out and live their own lives because their parents are afraid of, you know, the outside world and how they would interact with them and their disability. When yes that's a fear but we need to own it and and face it and go okay well that's my child i have to be the one to give them the tools so that they can face this without a problem you also have to you have to be willing to take risks and be brave right like if anything mm -hmm. if that's where learned... it goes back to the point of of you saying you know you have to make mistakes in life you have to learn from those mistakes i'm sorry i cut you off but yeah no yeah no but my you know my my job and maybe Jay should probably speak to this but like your job as a parent is to protect your kids 
but only to some extent, right? Like, I've gone out and made mistakes and, and going and getting, you know, literally lost because of, like, not being able to see where I am and being in a situation where I probably shouldn't have, have gotten lost in that way, right? And because I was protective and sheltered before that point, I felt the need to prove myself in that moment of fear instead of, you know, taking the opportunity to like call my mom and say, I need help. Right. Because I was so determined at some point to prove I didn't need any help Uh and I didn't take the help I needed, you know, and that's, and that's a weird level of it. Like, (sighs) I, I hear what you're saying, but being on both sides, like being a child that was disabled and having a child with a disability, you are absolutely frightened for your kid. Like oh, no, I, I definitely, I definitely you, got it. Like you deal with a world of people, like think about some of the people you not like encounter on purpose, but like just are on a day-to-day basis, like how they treat, how you've been treated uh, as somebody with a disability, how you've seen other people be treated with a disability. Some of the horror stories you hear, the news doesn't help that. Um, TV doesn't help that like there's so many things that like absolutely terrifies you as an adult with your kid because nowadays like you know you always think like okay we had it bad but like every subsequent generation seems to get it worse but the reality is is like it's always been this bad people have always had like these type of intentions and you always just want to protect your kid as much as possible the fear is always well what happens if my kid doesn't come home what happens if something terrible just happens to my kid altogether? Like if my child just like dies or something like that, like that's always running through your mind. So you always want to be protective. You have to find that fine line between I'm protecting my kid and I'm coddling my kid. And sometimes and, and, it's hard to find that line. And that line has to be hard. I mean, you think about, and, and I go back to this a lot because I just, I've made a ton of mistakes in my life and spent years doing things I shouldn't have been doing and and being an idiot and like part of me thinks you know when I have kids if I have kids someday right it's like I don't want them to make those mistakes mm-hmm. because I don't want them to have to go through it but at the same time like those mistakes and those decisions and everything I've gone through have made me who I am yeah and and am I happy with who I am today and the answer is yes yeah. Right. Like at its core. So like, I don't know that line between you have to make mistakes to become who you are. And you also need to protect people so they don't make the same mistakes. Right. Right. It's, 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 it's a, a fine line. line with, it's a yeah. very thin line. And it even applies to just like your friendships and your relationships with people you care about. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I I feel you on that. Like it's, it's a hard line to find. Like it's a very thin line to find. I want to throw it to Kai real quick. Kai, have you ever made a mistake? Have you ever done something that you felt like you needed to do, but knew it would like terrify the crap out of like your parents? Um, that's a great question. One time. Kai's, Kai's, Kai's yeah, right. mom, turn turn this off. Don't listen to this. Yeah, yeah, no, don't. don't listen. Well, okay, so this could go dark or this could go funny. I'm gonna go funny. Yeah, we're gonna go funny. We, mm, yeah, okay. okay. So one time, 
my stepdad was like, hey, you want to ride this, like, riding lawnmower? And I was like, fuck yeah, I do. And my mom was like, don't let her ride that fucking lawnmower. Which is crazy, because usually it's, like, the other way around. My mom's like, you can do it. Fucking, you know, if, if you run into a tree, you run into a fucking tree. Like, you'll you'll learn, you know, which is cool. But whatever. So I get on this lawnmower. And what he didn't tell me is that the brake was, like, wonky. So I'm over here like, oh, my God, it won't stop. And I'm riding around the yard and I'm freaking out because I'm like, it won't fucking stop. So I did purposefully. Yes, I said, don't fucking act like. No, I purposefully ran into, like, a pole or something to get it to stop because I was so freaked out. And then he did that thing he does where he was like, you know, I shouldn't have let you do it because I knew you weren't going to see that pole. Bitch, you didn't tell me that the brakes were wonky. And I'm still <laughs> mad about it to this day. Like the pole wasn't the issue. Right. Though. You do realize I aimed for the pole because I was trying to stop. But, yeah. you know, yeah. So, And that that's the thing that, like, terrifies a parent because you're always like every every worst nightmare scenario you can think of is running through your mind all at once with like your kids. So the second they like step into something like I'm terrified for my daughter to go to school because she's largely nonverbal, as you guys heard, like she, she hums and things. So it's just like, I'm terrified. Someone's going to try to like beat her up or somebody's going to like try to do something to her because she can't talk. Like she doesn't really talk all that much. And it's just like, I have to remember there's a fine line to straddle when it's like, you have to let her do this. You have to, yep. let her step into her own. And like, if a, if a person touches her, like I'm coming up there with, my own gun and i'm just going to just you know go crazy like there's that thin line so it's like as a as a person with a disability i totally understand like you have to let them make a mistake but sometimes that like parenting side of you you just can't let that stuff go i was trying to think like what was the time i tried to like tie myself to a chair in second grade was that like the same thing or like it it totally wasn't that was just me being stupid Like I, I wanted to prove myself. I wanted to prove myself was like I was Superman, so I tied myself to a chair in like second grade with like a new coat and and um, thought I was going to break out like Superman and like stayed tied to the chair and just had the whole class laugh at me. Oh, that's so Superman. funny. Was just dumb. That was just no. Dumb. But I mean, it was what it was. It was. What it, it was what it was. I'd be a reckless kid. I'm telling but, you. Uh, yeah. So I'm trying to figure out like. So in that instance, do you feel like, do you feel like your culture, do you feel like your culture, like if you could change something about like how you were brought up, if you could change one thing about like how you were brought up with your, with your disability, with your disability, because I'm pretty can sure I, we can all I, have. Can I get rid of, can I get rid of my disability? No, I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> <laughs> like if you could change one thing, yeah. If we could can I have more wishes? <laughs> No, that conversation has come up on TikTok before, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it at all. You really, you really, really look if, and this is this is the conversation of, if I could be fully sighted tomorrow, would I take that opportunity? The answer is yes. Would I retroactively change? Got it. Would I retroactively change my disability to not have been blind my entire life? And the answer is no. No, my, mine actually, I feel like mine helped me be who I am. Right. Like, that's, that's, that's why it's so crucial. Yeah. No, I, I would not be the same person if I had not been who I am. And I don't, I don't know, maybe that goes back to my dad's favorite thing to say to me when I was like, you guys are so mean. I hate you. It was like, you want to roll the dice again, buddy? Like, that's Ooh. pretty much what my dad would say every time. And eventually that sinks into being like, 
Oh, that's right. Like people do have really bad parents. Like, yeah. like I shouldn't have a reason to be this mad at you because I'm. You were right. I was wrong. Kind of thing, right? Um, I mean, that's that's. I don't think I would change having RP from the start. I would change the fact that I want the version that doesn't like you have what you have from the jump because like slowly losing things over time sucks. But like, I would love to have the version that's like, okay, which it started out with when you were like born, like it may not be the best, but this is what you will have your entire. I think I can live with that. Yeah. Yeah. Save that discussion for the next hour. Got it. Got it. I keep forgetting. I keep forgetting. Cause like there's certain things I want to say and I'm like, we do have a different hour coming up. I can't say that now, but like, I, I, I don't think I would, I don't think I would change that though. I honestly don't think I would change that because. So, so, so if you could change one thing about your childhood, Jay, what would you change here? If I, I mean, could change one thing about my childhood, I think I would want the total freedom from the time I was young to make mistakes. Because, like, I was coddled until I started doing things silently that, well, my mom doesn't watch this. I, like, silently <laughs> that, like, that, like, my mom to this day Must still nice. doesn't know about. No, and, that, and that's, like, and that's, yep, and that's yep. part of it is, is you come to this point where you're so sheltered and so coddled and protected that instead of, instead of what bad kids do, which is, is lash out and do things and get caught and, like, I don't know, like, when they're upset, like, you have this need to keep it secret. Yeah. Like, like for you to learn your lessons and do your own things, you need to hide them. Yeah. And that's, that a lot. And that's not really a good way to learn yet. Like if you didn't do those things, would you be to the point where you are now? And the answer is no. So like, there's that other fine line of like, what? And the, the question kind of comes if you did them with, if you did those things with guidance, would you be further than you are now? Right. And I think the answer is yes. But if you're protected so much to the point where you can't rely on the people who are supposed to protect you yeah. for yeah. for correct guidance, because their guidance is always don't do it at all. Yeah. But I think does that does that carry over into your um, current life now being private and learning your lessons as a disabled person, do you find yourself privately Hell trying to yeah. learn lessons still to this day? Damn right. Yes. Well, yes. No, that's exactly it, 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 that's we talked about this before is when we try to do something, we need to do it alone. If you yeah. tell me to go put something together, I need to put it together alone because I'm gonna be angry and upset about it the whole time. Right? Yeah. We've kind of talked about this and, and that's that's the habit and that's the thing it's created is I have to do this and I have to do it on my own because otherwise uh-huh. I will never learn because With that's me? because that's that's what I've been taught and believe I will learn it only that way. With me, mine's more tends. That was not a sentence. With me, mine's <laughs> tends more to be about my anxiety because if I'm trying to learn how to do something. And I have somebody like always screaming over my shoulder. You're doing it wrong. You need to do this over. Why don't you just let me help you? Like it kicks my anxiety into like overdrive. And it's just like, oh my God, what am I missing? What am I missing? Like, am I, is this about to break? Like, am I about to be out of all of my money? Or like, is this about to explode? So like for Uh me, I need to learn, even if I do it wrong, like if I go like ta-da and the whole thing like collapses, 
then it's like, okay, well then clearly I've done something wrong and I can start over again. But at least I've learned that lesson. I hate when people try to like snatch something from you and be like, here, let me just do it yeah, for you. So, and that's and that's and that's the problem. It's, oh, it's, oh, that's the worst. There's a constant there's a constant battle we're fighting uh, between people who believe we can't do anything at all. Yeah. And us having to prove that we can do things, which is a really weird thing because we have to prove to ourselves. Yeah. Right. I remember, and I'm going to go back to the skiing example because I apparently love it so freaking much that I have to talk about it all the time. I was in, in the kind of the end of my skiing time and I was out skiing alone at dark, like as the sun was coming down. So it was dark and we're it, and it's pretty much the end of the night and i decided i'm going to go down one more hill and go across the middle and cut back to the lodge and then get back on the bus right now in the middle of that hill there are a bunch of moguls you know what moguls are from watching the winter olympics where they're like the big bumps that you go up and down and go whoop, 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 that kind of thing now i wasn't trained for that at all not at all but i decided to cut right across the mountain because i didn't see them i hit them I hit the first one. I handled it because I was I was starting to learn these things. I hit the second one, handled it. Hit the third one, launched straight up, went up, and landed back on my head. Slammed the back of my head on the one behind me, and I'm laying underneath the lift, and I'm looking up, and like this dude goes, "Oh fuck, dude, are you okay?" And I'm like. No, like, no, I hit my head really hard on a really hard piece of snow. Like, yeah. no, I'm not okay. And I'm by myself. And I had been told over and over and repeatedly that I should never do that. Mm. And it had felt like I had fucked up. Yeah. Like I had, I had not only like gotten hurt, but I also got hurt because I was told not to do this. And I did it anyway. And so, go ahead, Jay. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. And I, and I, what I could have done at that point is said, I was wrong. I can't do this. I should never have done this. And my mom was right the whole time. And instead I went on the New York trip because I was already done. I was already signed up to go. And it was a couple weeks later and we get to a hill and New York skiing conditions are a lot harder and more rigorous. And I was a good skier. And I'm with my dad and my best friend, Jeff, and we go down a hill that Jeff is in no way qualified to go down. My dad hasn't skied in a decade, and we're going down this hill, and it's way too steep and way too fast and way too icy, and I'm ahead. I'm leading, and I get to the bottom, and there's a giant orange line, which means there's a jump at the bottom of this crazy steep hill with too much ice on it that no one is qualified for, and I go, I scream jump, and I go off the thing, land it hit the Only ground and then I fall fires. because I wasn't ready but I had landed it Why and not? knew what I was going to do right <laughs> and I turn around and I watch I watch my dad hit it and do four somersaults and he's an older guy obviously than me uh, in the snow and I watch my other friend beef it onto his ankle and he had to go get foot surgery and my dad's laying there with the wind knocked out of him and what I had to realize at that moment was everybody can make the same mistake and I was prepared and I knew what I was doing and I did my best and I am not wrong and I should not give up because I made a mistake right now 
my dad and my friend Jeff have never skied again since that point ever, but uh, clearly they took the lesson the other way. But that 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 has <laughs> stuck with me is you will make mistakes, you will fall, you will get hurt. Sometimes we take it a little harder than others. <laughs> and yet you have to bounce back up and recover. Despite people's advice, they're not always right. You you only you know what you can and cannot do. So the, uh-huh. I was thinking that, but I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> but uh <laughs> But let me ask this question. Let me ask this question. So how much of that becomes um, because when people tell us we can't do something, we try it anyway. Right. Because for so long, we've always Mm -hmm. been told that we can't do something. How much of that is us just wanting to know and how much of that is just screw you? I'm going to do it anyway. Like how much of it should we actually listen to, if any? And how much of it um, is just like, you know, just low-key ableism do you feel you should never you should never do anything only because someone told you not to do it but that's what do you feel like that may be the case sometimes like i'm only in certain things not in everything obviously but in certain things do you feel like it's only one of those i'm only doing it because i'm only doing it because they told me not to do it yeah like you can't set my house you can't set your house on fire you want to see me try and then watch it basically happen yeah, no, we. I think we've all probably made those mistakes. Kai, do you ever feel like you've done that? Um, not really. I, I don't. I'm sorry. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, right. yeah, right. <laughs> um. Okay. I'll plead the fifth. I mean, she's done something. Yeah, I'll, I'll plead the. So, fifth. how many houses have you set on fire, Ezra? I don't know what you're talking about, sir. I don't, officer. What, officer? I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I need my lawyer again. I, Objection, your honor. Speculation. I need my lawyer, Jason. I I think growing up, I was raised in a way where I was given both sides mm. of that that coin, which is my mom did her absolute best to protect me, and honestly, looking back at it. 95% of the time she was probably right right mm-hmm. but my dad strongly believed I could do anything I wanted to do and he he put that in my head too right and I don't know maybe it's because my dad constantly would you know tell me his mistakes and be open and honest about it to realize yeah. that everybody makes everybody mistakes everybody has those days and you have and yeah, and everybody has to learn from them. And I don't know what what that says about me as a person, but like, I don't. I I believe anybody can do whatever they want to do because of the way I was raised. I I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. <laughs> well, <there's my> lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Easy, Elise. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Funny thing is, he got the name wrong. He got the name wrong too. He got Ellie, the name wrong. Right. There you go. I don't know. I think. I think what's important just to wrap up on some of that stuff, being a place where your children can make mistakes while protecting them from the outside is the big thing. You yeah. know, like mm-hmm. let them let them fall and cry to learn that the stove's hot. Maybe you know, and so 
and don't ever let anybody manipulate you, you know, know what you want to do and then listen to other people, but nobody knows your entire life like you do. You know, they don't know when you went right, when you should have gone left, only you do, you know? Mm -hmm. And Dave made me cry. Oh, Dave, you learned some major lessons really early. I think that's something really, really important to take away from this, Jason, which is, Mm -hmm. which is only, you know, you, and you right. gotta you gotta remember that, no matter what. Like people will, people will assume lots of things about people, right? But you gotta dig deep into yourself sometimes. You gotta you gotta look at mm-hmm. why you make the decisions you do. Hi, <laughs> right? Landline. We're calling about your car's extended warranty. Uh, <laughs> Don't speak that up. You can't answer that because you're disabled. <laughs> Do you have time to talk about the Lord? Don't run away from the Lord. Because I was literally just going to say, do you have time to talk about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? And you fucking, how dare you, Jason? Don't run from the Lord. We got beef now. Yeah, well, you got me on the you know, all right. reference. You know what I mean? Only I guess you we're even. Prevent forest fires. <laughs> if, you, if you, if you're, I mean, if you're listening to this though, like really think about this. How many, how many life decisions have you made, right, as an individual, that only you're aware of, and you're only the one aware of the consequences? Oh, right. Sure, sure. There's plenty. those decisions. It's part of human nature. Those decisions. And sure, maybe other people were involved, but think about it. Like if you did something with or to another person and you're pretty sure they, I mean, they may have told someone, right? They might have told their therapist if you're an awful human being. Uh, But like you might be the only two people in that scenario who know exactly what happened at that point. And, Mm -hmm. And also remember that that each individual person has their own perspective on the entire situation. Right. And so like, but only, you know, that. And so when you, when you have a, a gut reaction to something or an immediate feeling or a rush of, of this, where does that come from? Right. When you, when you're told you can't do something, you know, why, why do you immediately jump to, I can, Is, is how many times were you told you can't do it? And you proved yourself the proved to yourself that you can. Yeah. But does that ultimately become dangerous? Right. That's that's always the concern I have. Like, I know I've done some things that were like, watch me. And then I like basically fell on my butt and and, like some some trauma, like some actual like trauma from it. So it's like I was riding my bike once. I was trying to impress a girl. (laughs) This is a thing I did as a teenager. Oh, God. Yes. uh, uh, And and, and you're going down the road and you're and some girl you like's like, hey, Dave, you're like. Hey girl, and then you're like, I'm gonna skid on my brakes from fast and like turn around and be like, hey. And so you, you come come swinging up at full speed, you slam the brakes. You've done this a bunch of times as a child. You think you're gonna make like a cool skid and you're gonna go woo, but instead you go whoop, and then you flip straight over the handlebars. Oh, I've done that. I've <laughs> uh, done right, that. right over from like right in front of her. That girl never talked to you ever again. You got all scraped up and you have to take that lesson and go, why did I do that? Like, you know, like <sighs> what was the, what was the part? What was the purpose? I mean, this is, this is like 12 year old me let's just, let's get some perspective. I'm an old, old <laughs> man now. 
but like I'll remember that forever. <laughs> don't don't do anything. <laughs> don't do something just to prove. Don't, I don't know. Like you got to think about your decisions. You have to. I think a lot of people struggle with this rational thinking, thinking before you do things, thinking before you say things, thinking about why, why your immediate reactions, why your brain says this to you, why that, like, have I ever tried to ever tried to impress a girl on a bike ever again? No. <laughs> like, uh, we spend our, we, we spend our lives with challenges. I mean, getting up in the morning and opening my eyes is a challenge so everything is a challenge but for me it's always can i of course should i no (laughs) like i take that extra step i guess i thought other people did that too if they don't they should i don't think that's something you learn until you get older though because like when you're especially when you're like a teenager or like a young adult like can i and should i doesn't always like play into the fact it's always can i therefore i'm going to right it's always like (laughs) Having the ability to do something doesn't mean you should do it. But as a teenager, having the ability to do something means that's all you do. And until you can prove to me why I can't, then I'm going to. And sometimes proving why you can't Mm -hmm. is, like Dave said, flipping over the handlebars. Right? Like, Mm -hmm. that's your, your, in retrospect. Like, remember, hindsight is what? What did they say? Hindsight is 2020. But you don't really, Mm -hmm. like, that's, as a kid, that's all you have when it's, like, learning is, like, hindsight. Like, man, that sucked. Like, I don't want to flip over the bars again and then, like, have the bike go over me. Like, I, I had that. Um, right, right. That's See, and that's the easy example. I flipped over the handlebars. I hit the mogul with the back of my head. You know, those are the easy lessons we learn, but we're not talking about, like, I don't – the decisions of the relationships you make, the yeah. conversations you have, the, you know – the the way the weight of emotional things that happen to you like we're not even talking about those kinds of lessons here yeah and yet yeah. like those are the ones that you need to look at and so being raised this way uh, my dad had two lessons really was you can do anything you want like you can do anything i believe in you and don't do anything stupid that was my dad's core lesson and he started saying that after I locked my friend in a couch, but that's a whole nother story for another day. You okay? We we have to discuss that later. Depending on how severity this, is, how severe this is, or how much this could possibly be a crime, we need to talk about that one off air. He's still my best friend, and he will remain for the rest of eternity. But I, <laughs> but like in another couch. <laughs> that that moment, lock him in a couch okay. and seal our friendship forever. But like. From that point forward, my dad was able to say, don't do anything stupid. You know, like, think about what you're doing. Mm. And I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't know what that is as a core lesson, but it is <laughs> something that's stuck with me, is don't do anything my dad wouldn't oh, do. Oh, we were talking mad don't shit about be you. stupid. Yeah. Yeah. But, yep. <clears throat> but you, <laughs> have to, you have to take risks. You have to, you have to do things on your own. I don't know. There's a fine line, and it's a fun one. So, is there a thing considered as mm-hmm. reasonable risk? Sure, we can we can, we can put a label on it. Let's put a label on it. <laughs> like reasonable, reasonable risk. risk. Reasonable risk. Yeah. So I have a reasonable risk. What's the reasonable risk of us running out the clock and going over? 
<laughs> the silence is golden. Sorry, it took me that long to unmute myself. Thank you for listening. <laughs> I, I was gonna. I am here with Jay, Ezrik, Dave, and Kai. <laughs> Kai has to go to work pretty soon, and Maria will be here shortly. So thank you for listening. I I I was uh, I was gonna wrap it up, but I guess I don't have to. That's good. You can. <laughs> I was in the bathroom. I came back and heard Ezra. I don't know what was going on before that. <laughs> if, if you're tuned into us live on uh, Mondays on the Inspirations Beyond Disabilities podcast, it's available at Inspirations Beyond Disabilities podcast, the, web, the YouTube channel. It's not. It, I don't think it has podcasts in it. No. Uh, if, you, if you're watching us live and you want to get, because I think that's the only time you'll have to like, or you're watching us on the YouTube archive, uh, at 7.30 mm-hmm. uh, p.m. today on Friday. It's Friday. I said Monday. It's Friday. Uh, we are going live on the Snack Network YouTube channel to try all the Bang Alcoholic Seltzers. Uh, so if you, nice. That's a thing. So if you want to watch me get drunk at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on uh, the Snack Network, you can do that. That's fun. And they come ask him questions. <laughs> to see a drug, you know what? Just to see a drug, yes. Dave. Let's go. Let's go. Right. Let's go. I'm and there. You can I'm connect. You, you can connect on the Inspirations Beyond Disabilities YouTube channel. Dave's uh, Dave's page is right there on our front. And page. it goes both ways. I added. I, I, I it Jason, though. I spent. I spent. I spent literally two hours today trying to figure out how to add featured channels to the channel. But I added oh, the Inspirations nice. Beyond Disabilities channel because you had to make like a featured list YouTube. Uh-huh. It's garbage. Yeah, it's yeah, absolute yeah. garbage. It makes no sense. But it added it to my channels page. So it's on the nice. both channels are there along with a couple of my other friends who uh, do tasting videos and other video game things are available on the Snack Network featured channels. There is a there is a question directed at you in the chat. Would you like to take it? Is it a good question? Uh, I think it's a great okay, question. Okay, great. I'll take it. Uh, I, I'm going to say Jasmine wants to know a list of the actual balls you have taken to the <laughs> 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 Basketballs, tennis balls. All kinds kick of balls. balls. Yeah, we want to know about the oh, Yeah, these aren't the balls we're interested in. Dave, you know. We want to know if you had Ellie over earlier. Okay, no, that, that just got weird and uncomfortable because she's like nine. So like, we met no. you, Ezric. That's that was the question. Oh, oh, yeah, no, no, that's no, never no, happened. No, 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 no. All right, Dave, where can we no. where can we find you online? The Snack Network everywhere. I'm tell you, Dave, at tell you, Dave, or at the Snack Net everywhere. Uh, that, that's it. Hi, right, where can we find you online? Shit. Uh, you can find me at unsubscribe with a period. Um, uh, Kai is fly on TikTok. And I am the Walrus XD on Snapchat and Wilhelm Scream for the win on Insta. Thank you. Ezra, where can we find you online? Okay, so on TikTok, it's blind underscore in underscore NY. And Instagram, it's new underscore Yorks underscore blindest. Jason, where can we find you online? Uh, TikTok? Uh, nope. Twitter, Public Access Pod. Or TikTok, Public Access Pod. Sorry, you caught me in a message. <laughs> As you can find I'm not, I'm not, not going to say what he almost said there. I think it has a lot to do with balls to the face. Uh, <laughs> and you can find me online at TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at the Baritone Blur. Thank you so much for watching Inspirations and Beyond Disability. 
And until next time. Peace. Peace. Till next time. Peace. Yup. Except we. Till next time. Peace. Peace. <laughs> peace. We out. We out. Oh we out. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, bastards. Oh god. <laughs>